Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, FamilyPetAncestry.com. You're probably already there. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song with his wife, Sarah, that you just heard. He's going to sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio, and Vilmos works on JackieCation.com the website. There are many ways to support the show. The Amazon link is one. You can use an Amazon link from JackieCation.com or DorkForest.com to go to Amazon. You order like normal and it supports the show. There is a straight up donation button, PayPal or Venmo to this uh, email address that is mine, Jackie at JackieCation.com, where you can just donate to the show if you like the show a lot. I think PayPal has figured out a way to do a monthly. If you want to go monthly, please do. Other ways to support the show if you want to is you can buy merch. There's Dork Forest t-shirts and all the shirts are union made here in America. So they run a little big. Union Bayside. So if you want to look up their size chart. And then the other merch is my stand-up merch. On JackieCation.com, you can watch me do stand-up. You can look at my schedule and the stand-up merch, a couple of different t-shirts, couple of different enamel pins, and all my CDs and my DVD. If you want to live stream my DVD, it's over there at ComedyFilmNerds.com. They have a live streaming capability, or you can get a hard copy of the DVD on my website. Oh, there are premium episodes at Bandcamp. TheDorkForest.Bandcamp.com has probably 10 episodes that were done live. They cost me a couple of bucks to make, so I charge you a couple of bucks. If you've run out of regular episodes, go over to TheDorkForest.Bandcamp.com and get some more. Other than that, I say this. Let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation, except I didn't ask how to pronounce your last name. I'm in my living room with a friend of Brandy Posey's, who soon to be my friend. Uh, Lindsay, how do you pronounce your last name? Gazardo. Oh, Damn it, I wish I had guessed, because that's how I would have pronounced it. Yeah, I feel it's like Gazardo. It's Gazardo. Yeah, that's L- Lindsay Gazardo, you guys, who uh, is uh, a book editor, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. you can find her on LinkedIn. In other news, she has a life to lead, and she doesn't, it'll be fine. Anyway, so <laughs> we're going to dork out. I was like, because Lindsay recommended that you talk, when I was going to write that romance novel, Brandy Posey was like, I know somebody that could help you edit it. And I was like, well, I'm going to need that. And then it fell through, but that doesn't mean it fell through, because there's another idea churning where I have not made it uh, almost impossible to do out of the gate. And here we are. And That's here we are. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. All right. Well, uh, so here's the scoop, though, is we're going to talk about something I don't know anything about, <laughs> which is Olympic artistic gymnap- gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not, what to, is the, not to be confused with rhythmic gymnastics. Rhythmic gymnastics is the ri- ribbon. The ribbons and the ball and the hoops. Oh, oh, prop comics. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> prop comic gymnastics. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. And uh, so you're talking about Olympic artistic gymnastics, mm-hmm. which is just the Floor work? Floor, balance beam, uh, bars, and vaults. Okay. That's for the women. I I don't know... Right, we'll a have somebody else. On. Yeah, that, that somebody else has got to come. You're on. You're looking at uh, very uh, bendy, jumpy women. There you go. Yes, women who can really uh, do some backflips. Exactly. Okay. Which was always, oh my gosh, I wanted to do that so badly, like growing up. Did but you? I'm five eleven. I've sure. shrunk. I've actually shrunk a little bit since I've had my Real. two children. So I'm in like the five nine range. But for years and years, I was five eleven. <laughs> Thank God you've corrected me, as I think, from five. She's like, she's obviously like, mm, I don't know. I always say five four, but I know that I've shrunk, and I've got to be like five three, three and a half. And I'm like, mm, five four. I'm going to stick with it. I should so. just stick with it. Yeah, for years and years, I was 5'11", definitely too tall to do gymnastics. And they would show these these gymnasts on TV. There's one, Svetlana Korkina. She's from Russia. Okay. She looks gigantic on TV. She's oh, the yeah? tallest gymnast. She towers over everybody. She's 5'5". Okay. 5'5". Five, five. Five, five. Yes, she's 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so there was no chance that I was going to do it. This is a tiny person sport. Yes, definitely. I think of the men, too. I don't think they're super tall either, right? No, they they average, I'm going to say about like five, five six. Yeah, five, 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 five. Yeah. Five, six range, yeah. 
And so this woman was five, is five, five, is five, five. She's still alive. She's still with us. Okay. (laughs) She is still with us. Yes. Um, When is the Olympics? Let's start at the beginning. Okay. Let's start at the beginning. Uh, The next summer Olympics is their next year in Tokyo. 2020. 2020, Tokyo. Mm -hmm. All right. Good to know. Good to know. But every even year... Oh. They, they separate winter and summer. That's right. Yes. I remember yeah. when I was a kid, they used to do them the same year. I know. And uh, it was kind of cool I... because it made it an Olympic year. I know. How and... amazing is that? And then like every four years is like this epic Right. It was sport. a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it was both summer and winter. And then they split it because I think they thought, I, I don't know, they, they were like, maybe it was overwhelming or something. I don't know. Uh, but I remember my stepmother loving to be overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. Like at the end of Winter Olympics, she was like, when are Summer Olympics? <laughs> Bring it on. Bring yeah. it on. Yeah. So you uh, you enjoy, I like the Winter Olympics myself more. Okay. But um, I don't like any of them. So uh, I don't watch any of them. Okay. I mean to, but uh, I don't. It doesn't happen. So, but yeah. pe- but it's a destination thing too because you have to really. I'll watch clips and stuff, but you could have it on all day. Oh, all, exactly. And so, yeah the uh, the with the Summer Olympics um, like, coming wh- up next year and following gymnastics, like right. I I'm already kind of like clued into oh, who's going to be yeah doing it yeah exactly. So because like there's people who are in it like that, mm-hmm. and then there are people like oh. The Olympics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. It's going to be up here any day now. And, but you're already watching uh, some uh, artistic gymnastics yes. while they get ready to be in the actual Olympics. Exactly. Yeah. Which has got to be. I mean, it's, and I'm going to say something that I think everyone knows is that uh, they work out all year. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Exactly. Okay. Fair enough. So, what have you seen recently uh, that you're? Are you excited about like sort of the field? So this is where I have very strong feelings. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> because gymnastics has changed so much, and I wouldn't necessarily say for the better. Interesting. Yeah. So there have been. Uh, they keep messing every okay. Yeah, let me start at the beginning. They there's something called the code of points, and after each Olympics, they redo the code of points. I don't know why. Like I don't like at some. When was point, the first time you noticed the code of points? Uh, the first time that I really started to kind of pay attention was when, and this is the thing that I feel most strongly about. Yeah, <laughs> why my husband was like, you need to talk about your passion. <laughs> Is when they got rid of the perfect 10. Oh. Yeah. This is like a defining moment in the sport. That's Well, it was the only thing I ever knew about it. Because it's clearly the code of points is obviously how they grade everybody or how they score it, everyone. Exactly. And um, they've always done it. One imagines. They've always done it. And you have to judge people somehow. And it's if and, you if you're not following the sport, right. that's pretty much one of the only things you know about the sport. Right. Is the perfect 10. Oh, and, yeah. and they got rid of the perfect 10. And when did they get rid of the perfect 10? Uh, in 2005. Oh, wow. So not even. Like 14 years ago, they were like, this, did, was it because every, was it for some sort of terrible, other people aren't getting a perfect 10? I think. I hope not. I mean, the way that they justified it yeah. was that, um, I guess there had been some scoring controversies, but there were always, there's, that's part of the sport. And that's yeah. actually, to me, kind of part of the fun is that you can then like debate, you know. Whether what is what. Yeah, exactly. Like who should have won the gold? Did the right person win the gold? Yeah, yeah. And you can still have those debates. Um, but when they got rid of the perfect 10, it was more to kind of account for difficulty. Like if you don't have a ceiling, oh. then like difficulty... Right. If you if you can like, let us say theoretically mm-hmm. that I could do a cartwheel. Right. Uh, I can. It's a theory. I've never, theory for me too. It's theoretical. <laughs> now, if I, but someone who's <laughs> trained at this probably could do the greatest cartwheel in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would be super easy for them. Exactly. And um, someone else is like, "Well, I can do a cartwheel. I'm going to try to do a backflip." And you're like, "Well, you sort of nailed it, but didn't." Mm-hmm. So you could get a ten on the cartwheel and an eight on the on the backflip, mm-hmm. and that's why they got rid of it because there was no way to sort of sliding fee scale or prorate for 
for difficulty? For difficulty, exactly. Because that kind of incentivized the sport to go bigger, go higher, add another twist, add yeah. another, you know, flip. Oh. So yes. by getting rid of it. it by is- getting rid of the perfect 10, mm-hmm. they've shifted from kind of like the the perfect form and like yes. the balletic poetry of I can get pretty philosophical sure. about it, but Please. like <laughs> Please wax. They, wax on. <laughs> they went from the, you know, really striving for perfection yeah. and then it shifted toward difficulty. I'm okay. going to add another flip. I'm going to add another twist. I'm going right. to add another. And so it really started looking much more like men's gymnastics in terms of the difficulty and the acrobatics. Right. And so it went away from making sure that you have like clean lines and perfect form right no longer was as important as having the extra twist right it was a posture versus uh, how (laughs) high you could jump exactly okay yeah and so now so before the when the perfect 10 was was um still around i could watch a routine and Mm -hmm. i could be like oh that was like a 9.87 okay i could i could like deduct Yeah. yeah now I'm, I have no idea. Like, it's a 15.2, like... 15? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they changed the numbers, too. So the, the women, like, now a good score is, like, 16.3 on bar. It gets so, uh, like, convoluted because 14.2 is good on floor, but, like, a 16 is good on bars. Well, and- that's weird. And why isn't it just still 1 to 10? I know. Wait, so they just took away... They did not only took away the perfect 10, they took away the whole idea of... The number 10. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. through 10. Like, if you got a 10 now, like, that's, you did a terrible job because you're supposed to be getting in the 16 range Okay, so it's, maybe it's up to 20? Is it a 1 to 20? There's no ceiling. And now there's no ceiling. There's no ceiling because I completely support you in your, what have you done here? Um, What have you done here? Right. It doesn't have to be. Now, what are they judging on? Do you know what the yeah, categories okay, are? Yeah, okay, so yes. <laughs> in this new scoring system, there's an e-score. So this is actually out of 10. If you if you do want to still find a 10 somewhere in gymnastics, right. the e-score stands for execution. Okay. That's out of 10. Oh, that's your posture. That's, that's your posture. Okay. Yeah. So if you get a good e-score, you looked good doing it. Right. But the D score, which is for difficulty, right. that's where you can like skies the limit in terms of... And they put them together. And then they combine them. Yeah. So there's an E, but are there just an E and a D? Just an E and a D. Okay. You combine them for your... Complete score. Complete score. Right. But then there's all like bonus points and like connection points. I'm like, I don't... Like... Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's okay. where it's just like, if you... So on balance beam, for instance, if you do a flip and then you connect it into a jump immediately, so no pausing, right? then you get bonus points. You get like a connection bonus. Ah, transitions. Yeah, exactly. Very important uh, in terms of your score. But again, like you have to like really understand the minutia and get into like the granular elements to really know like... Right. Was so, that good? You so, know? Right. So if you're watching artistic gymnastics mm-hmm. on a floor mat, yes. where they start at one corner, mm-hmm. and then they go to another yes. corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And <laughs> what's the plan there? Do we know what is happening? <laughs> what are they supposed to be doing? As many... So, <laughs> that's called a tumbling pass. Is it? It's called a tumbling pass. Okay. And they used to, like back in the day. So if we want to talk about the heyday of like... Artistic gymnastics. What I consider the heyday of like artistic gymnastics, it would be like the 1980s. Okay. Yeah. And you look at those routines and they would normally do about three tumbling passes, sometimes four. Like, I think we're getting, they might even do like five tumbling passes now. Oh, it's just super busy. It's just like too much. Right. Like, when are you, I want to see the ballet. You know what I mean? Like, right. Do you like the ballet? I love the ballet. Do you, have you ever been to see a ballet? I have. I have. I have seen, let's see. I saw the Nutcracker. Sure. Yeah. You know, the classic. That's if you want to go check out a ballet. Yeah. Yeah. Go for the big one. Yeah. You know, (laughs) and then uh, I did see in New York, forget the actual name of it all I remember is that I went and then I saw this like crowd gathering mm-hmm. and then SJP and Matthew Broderick stepped out of the like the car <laughs> like their vehicle their driver the, yeah. yes <laughs> I was oh, like to also see the ballet to also see the ballet I was like oh my like I am now at the ballet <laughs> with, uh, 
That is really cool. And I don't remember what I saw. Like, oh, I just okay. remember that I saw them. You saw them. <laughs> saw and them. then did you see some tippy toe dancing, though? Yeah, saw on, on point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there. So, okay. So yeah. in the 80s, mm-hmm. they would only do three or four. Mm-hmm. What else did they do? There was just sort of a lot of pausing in between, trying to make sure that they did it perfectly. The so, execution was. So between tumbling passes would be the artistry. That's okay. the ballet. So essentially, when you're moving from one corner to the other, they have yes. to essentially do like a, a dance to like get to oh, the okay. other corner yeah, yeah. to do their next tumbling pass. Um, and so that's where like you really can tell the difference between like a really like jacked gymnast and somebody who has actually studied like ballet at the bar, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think going back to the 80s, oh, 70s and 80s, actually, like there's just such a clear distinction in terms of how beautifully the the Russians, the right. Russian gymnastics at that in the 70s and 80s was just like so beautiful. Right. And now it's like, they look like linemen. Right. Because you know? they're like, well, well, I have to do a, a, a triple twist. I have to dr- drink another protein shake. I have to drink another protein shake. <laughs> like it's all muscles. Yeah. And like I get like you need muscles and yep. gymnastics, but I don't, I don't want to see them. Like I want to <laughs> see. <laughs> I, I think the perfect comparison would be looking at 2008. Mm-hmm. Nastia Lucan. I don't know if you know these names. Nastia Lucan versus Sean Johnson. And Sean Johnson. Wait, are these men? These are women. Okay. So <laughs> I don't, right. But I, I got lost on Sean. Yeah, yeah, because, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Nastia Lucan. Lucan. How do you spell Lucan? L I U K I N. Okay. So they were both on the U.S. team. Okay. But Nastia's parents were Russian gymnasts. Ah. Like her father was an Olympic gold medalist. For Russia. And then they defected. And then... They came to the U.S., had Nastia. Right. She then uh, is on the U.S. team in 2008, and she won the all-around gold medal. That's the big prize in gymnastics. Yeah. And Sean Johnson, girl... She's definitely, and I like these, like, I like Sean Johnson, right. but like, it's- she's that stockier built muscular. And if right. you look side by side, their gymnastics are so completely different. And right. I like the classical Nastia Lucan look. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and the way that that manifests itself on the mat. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it- have you gone down a YouTube rabbit hole? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Like at work. Right. Well, that's where <laughs> that's where it happens. That's that's exactly where it belongs, I think. And I'm pretty uh, sure my coworkers used to peek into my office and be like, Is she watching another gymnastics video? <laughs> Whatever. You had an office. Yes. I did have an office. I know. Long Congratulations. Time ago. <laughs> Thank you. It's uh, Thank with you. a door and everything. It had a window. I, I know. know. Oh my I goodness. Know. I know. Were you watching oh. do they have old videos? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. And I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with old gymnastics videos. Okay. Um, let's see. Like the 19 if you watch 1950s gymnastics videos are yeah. a little silly. Okay. Why? Um just in what would win you an Olympic gold medal at that time. Oh, right, because the skill level was the so skill much- level is like and it just it's kind of shocking to see what was considered women's gymnastics. We're talking about women who were in their mid thirties would okay. often win. And one was pregnant. Like when she was you like yeah. early pregnancy, you right, right. didn't like have a bump or anything. <laughs> <laughs> her water broke and it really it got her. A that didn't happen. Got her a tip. <laughs> so the, sympathy. Well, time, what yeah. was the, what was the, um, but what was the routine in the fifties that was so, so it's and talking about going down the rabbit hole of like YouTube videos, then you have to like you have to read the comments. I mean, okay. that's that's a big part of it <laughs> because you'll read and ev- almost every single video is the same. Just like these these routines are so easy, and then the next person always oh, somebody weighs in and was like, but the equipment was so different. Like the floor was like a hard floor. Oh, it was just a hard like gym floor. Like a hard yeah. I mean, they would put like a mat down. Sure, but in terms like no springs, like right. no like real padding or anything. Is there are there springs and padding now? Yes, yeah. Which is how they get so high. I was wondering about the bounciness. Yeah. I thought there's I was a like, lot they must of yeah. have so much leg power. Not that they don't. So it's a much more... Who, who's a famous 1950s? Is there someone from the 50s and 60s? Yeah. Um, so Vera Kaslavska, she's from... So I'm... 
a lot of these names I've only ever read. Okay. Like, I don't know if I'm pronouncing them correctly. And are they all Russian? Uh, so she was from Czechoslovakia. Okay. And there's, uh, a, there's Eastern actually Bloc. the Eastern Bloc. Sure. Um, and then ugh, I cannot believe right now in this moment, I'm blanking on her name. Okay. But she was the Russian gymnast who was pregnant. Nadia Komaniche? Uh, <laughs> That's the only oh, Russian. Oh, this is who really is embarrassing. No, she's from Romania. Okay, first of all, she's from Romania. <laughs> first of all. I was just in oh. Romania. Wow. And um, yes. And uh, I was on a base, uh, which means that I wasn't really in Romania because we're not allowed to go anywhere because uh, President Rapist Knobjob has fucked up everything. So, um, wow. There was a small PSA. Okay, so, uh, but, but nominate, uh, Nadia Comaneci was Romanian? From Romania. Okay. And actually, my very dear friend, uh, her parents defected from Romania. So she was born oh. in Romania. When I met her parents, I was like, Nadia. <laughs> <laughs> Like one of the first things was like, let's talk Nadia. And did they? <laughs> and they were like, oh, she's a big star. I was like, that's really all we can say about right. Nadia. You yeah. don't have any, don't you have any Romanian tidbits? <laughs> that was like it. It was like, oh, yes, she's well, a big star. I would star. like a Romanian tidbit. That was it? There's no gossip like, from, yeah, from the home front. I knew she was a big star. I yeah, knew that. We knew that. We watched her. <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah. Um, so, but in the fifties and sixties, there was that woman and what was she doing? What were they doing? So, uh, so she actually, before Michael Phelps, like blew everything out of the water, pun intended, uh, (laughs) 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 um, she held the record for most Olympic medals and I'm totally blanking out her name right now, but she competed in three Olympic games, Mm -hmm. but you watch those routines and like a tumbling pass. So you compare a tumbling pass today. It's like backflip, backflip, like triple yeah. twist yeah um it would seriously be like cartwheel backflip like Cart- that would be it right right the thing where what's that it's just like a it's like a head circle what's that called when you just put your head on the ground and then or just uh, yeah like a, <laughs> a roll <laughs> rolling forward right when you just uh, do a, a somersault yeah exactly That's, were there somersaults uh yes but it was like so that's where people weigh in and they're like, this is so easy. <laughs> I could do that when I was eight years old. And it's like, yes, that's probably true. Like, I right? do feel like there are eight-year-olds today who have that difficulty level. Oh, yeah. But then the person always weighs in and says, we- but the equipment was different. Right. And there yeah. were, there were, so there were, no, there were no real good, the flooring was different. Flooring and the balance beam was just like solid wood. And what is it now? Now it's got like padding. It's got like some I, give. I heard some like give, like spring. So I don't know a, how much springs right. in there, but maybe springs. But a little, yeah. But a little more give. It definitely has more give. Same yeah. width. Same width. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because that was one of the big things about the balance beam. Because I rem- I took some gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not. It was not a thing. <laughs> and uh, so, but. Um, and then there's the horse, right? Then there's the that, vault. The vault. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> which I always think of as the horse. <laughs> it is a vault. And so it has the two uh, handles on it. Ooh, is that we're different? going right back into men's We're kind of oh, we're turning men's into men's thing? gymnastics. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they also, are, do they, are they the only ones who do those rings? Yes. Yep, that's so, men's. So what is the difference? That they have that, they so have the... men have six events. Okay. And the women have four. Okay, let, mm-hmm. tell me what the four events are. So in women's gymnastics, it's the floor, the balance beam, the bars, and the vault. That's where they're running really fast, and yeah. then they hit the springboard. Oh, like Carrie Strug. Okay. And then you vault over. Okay, and, and that's why it's called a vault. Yes. So you sort of tap it, and it sends you further up into the sky? Exactly. Okay, and the and is the the bar, is that those two bars that, are un, that yes, aren't parallel? Yes, asymmetrical. Yep. Yep. Parallel, but not... Uh, whatever exactly okay and in men's gymnastics yeah. they do have they have the pommel horse that's with the the handles that's what i'm thinking yes of. okay they have the rings mm-hmm. they have parallel bars just next okay. to each other they don't have the not parallel and they have a single high bar oh mm-hmm. yeah and, and then the they, floor, and then the floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and forget where I, and a vault as well yeah. oh they also have mm-hmm. a vault they okay have a vault. yeah well, because we can't have something. He's like, give me that too. No, I don't want to do that too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, that's fascinating. Okay, so there, yep. there's, so those are the, has it always been those four for, for women's gymnastics? Yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And artistic gymnastics mm-hmm. versus rhythmic gymnastics mm-hmm. speaks directly to the floor. 
correctly? Or is there artistic gymnastics that's on those other three? So, uh, or rhythmic gymnastics? Or, rhythmic gymnastics is only on the floor, right. but that's where they add the props. Right. Mm-hmm. And artistic gymnastics, mm-hmm. is that both the floor and the other three? So the other a, three. There's a total of four events. Okay. Artistic gymnastics. Yes. And they call it they could they just they don't just call it gymnastics. It's called artistic gymnastics. It's called artistic gymnastics. So they call the men's artistic gymnastics? Uh, maybe. Maybe. All right. It's uh it's I don't know, understand yeah. what what what's arty about it if it's if you're if you're doing the vault. Are you painting something in the sky? What's happening? You're just like, I'm just going to do a quick watercolor. <laughs> so that was always kind of like the, there's the power, the two like power disciplines are like yeah. floor and vault. Okay. That's where you're just like running as hard as you can and just like huge, you know, flips in the air and more of like the poetry, the ballet, the mm-hmm. artistry. A lot of that comes in balance beam and bars. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. And what do you love about the the balance beams? Like I, w- I, th- I would say balance beam is my favorite. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just because of... <sighs> it's I skinny. Guess it's, it's, it's very skinny. <laughs> it's I don't know little. that that's why I was like, it's oh my little. gosh, that's why I love it. <laughs> I think it was... <sighs> How pretty, I really, like, if I'm really, like, why do I love it so much? It's just how pretty it always looked. How Everybody, beautiful how, it how graceful and how, how amazing. How graceful. And, and that's where the fan in me has mourned. Because now you look at gymnastics today, and that's where it's there. And kind of bring it full circle back to the code of points. Yeah. The code of points, as it changes after every Olympic cycle, they've added so many required elements. Yeah that every routine looks exactly the same because you have to get in your uh, your full turn. You have to get in your, you have to like do lower beam work. You have to do, and so it all, everything starts looking exactly the same. And so then they try to like correct for that in the next code of points, which was what girls were doing is they would pause trick. Then they would pause set up. They would pause yeah. and they're setting up and then they do a trick. Well, now they're trying to get rid of those pauses and now so they're giving those bonus points for transitions? It's just like, why can't you just let it be? Right. Just like, let it be. Like, we were all having, what? like, it was all beautiful and fun. We were all having a great time. <laughs> and you are trying to somehow industrialize the scoring. Yes. And, uh, and now every it's just like automatons and just like get up there and just like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Every routine looks so structured and exactly the same. And so... Going back to those heydays, like where the you just had so much more freedom to create your own routine and right. do a lot more dance, and it just so beautiful looking. And now I watch it as a fan, but just like not in the same spirit. Right, right. You're just like that. Now you're actually now because you're being you're being trained to look for those things too. Right, right. And you're like, oh, okay, that was really cool. You you really stuck that. You did that right. But I don't. Is that a f- 15.1 I don't right. know like what, what was that who has gotten 10s back pre 20 <gasps> okay so the perfect 10 so yes. a little like side <laughs> note on the perfect 10 is that my my husband and I we were visiting our friends who live in Vancouver mm-hmm. Vancouver hosted the winter Olympics in 2010 okay and so they still kind of had like Olympic you know they had this Olympic uh like statue structure thing mm-hmm. that we were walking by um like these spears and uh so I'm walking with my friend Jen and then the two guys are behind us and our friend says to my husband what's something that gets Lindsay like kind of riled up and apparently according to my husband without batting an <laughs> eye he goes the perfect 10 yeah and so he's like, okay. So we're walking, we're walking. And just out of the blue, our friend goes, you know what? I'm really glad that they got rid of <laughs> the perfect 10. And like the friend with him? Yeah. Our, the, so the other guy. The other guy. The hilarity of men folk is what we are seeing. <laughs> right. And I love them. They're, they're adorable. But that is so funny. But also, like, why wouldn't I have questioned why somebody would just say that? Like, did you not hear? Did you not him, I hear heard, him? I did not hear that conversation. Right. This all ha- I found this out later. Mm-hmm. But when he just like says this out of the blue, I turned on him <laughs> so fast. <laughs> 
That is so funny. It was, was just like, like, here's some gasoline and a match. <laughs> but it's also like, and then later, apparently, our friend told my husband, he was like, you know your wife. Like that. <laughs> that gets her really riled up. What a terrible episode of the newlywed game. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um <laughs> So, who has gotten it though? Who's like who are famous people that have gotten? So the, the 10? very first one was Nadia. Comedy. Oh, really? Yes, very first perfect ten. What year was that? Nineteen seventy-six. Okay, Montreal. Okay, Montreal. Mm-hmm. Aw, yeah. Um, and what did and she and so she did? She got a perfect ten on all four of those. So, gymnastics has changed so much, and one of the the things that kind of like the purists mourn is that there's no longer something called the compulsories i you watch these old videos on youtube i love the compulsories the compulsories are every single athlete every single gymnast has to compete the exact same routine well they sort of took it and made it into the 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 main thing then that's kind of what they did that's yeah. what they ended up doing and it's like well if you're going to do that why don't you just bring compulsories back yeah, because right right create the routine and it was the idea was that it was a simpler routine that yeah. showed that you had the fundamentals right they you had sound fundamentals yeah and that's where you really saw the precision yeah yeah and so uh but they were they were meant to be simpler yeah and that's where you got these people coming in. They're like, these routines are so easy. And then somebody always is like, these are these are the compulsory routine. Like every right. time. Oh, every time. Every I compulsory you're routine. reading the YouTube. <laughs> Your doctor might be reading YouTube comments. Oh, my gosh. Like, And then it was like to the point of like, I really like this. Co- like this person. <laughs> I'm going to click on there. See what else they've commented on. <laughs> Could you imagine following people because of their good? This is an interesting comment. I commented uh, iced tea yesterday on oh, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, uh, twit, uh, tweeted something. It was a gif of himself or a gif okay. of himself. Yeah. Sitting on a boat uh, in the wind, just kind of blowing his hair and his, his ball cap. And it was just a, a gif, <laughs> right? And he looked really good. He looked very nice. But it was, uh, and then he wrote, this is me. Uh, blocking dum-dums or something like that, right? And so I just responded to it and I said, that's really nice. That's a nice gif of you. You look yeah. very nice. And uh, and I got several comments of, that might be the nicest thing anyone's ever said on the internet. Right. And I was like, well, no, it's just a, I don't know iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> How funny. They thought that that right. was their end to iced tea. Right. Like well, and he liked it as well. And I was like, well, that's kind of neat too. That's very cool. Right. Yes. I was like, oh, iced tea doesn't know me still but he liked uh, the thing i said oh yeah yeah so um so did nadia komenich make so that's how all of the initial kind of olympic competition would start is you would do the compulsories first right and would just get warmed up just getting warmed up getting out there and that's where she scored her first perfect 10 was in a compulsory routine wow yeah and so when so her form was so dead on exactly and you go back and you watch it and it is just, it's, it is to this day uh, amazing. And another reason why more in our current code of points is Nadia was 14 years old when wow. she, when she was in Montreal and they have changed things so much that you now have to turn 16 the year of the Olympics. So there would today be no Nadia. Right. There would be no Dominique Mogianu, who was another 14-year-old. There would be no Shannon Miller. There would be, you know... And what year did those guys do it? So, um, let's see. Shannon Miller was 15 in 1992. Okay. So, she won five medals at that at the 1992 wow. Olympics. And she, under today's code, would not have been able to compete. C- can you not compete at all unless you're 16 in any of the... Uh, you can compete in, like, the junior... Olympics. Olympics. Yeah, but not the... But not the Olympics Olympics, which is just like, why not? Well, wasn't there a documentary about the starving of children and the overworking of the the people? Yeah, there's been a couple of those (laughs) documentaries. (laughs) There's just a couple. There's only a couple of kids. Don't worry about it. A couple of kids. And they're just doing cartwheels. (laughs) They're having the time of their lives, Jackie. Anyway. (laughs) Thank you for summarizing my point. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. And so who was the third one? The one, there was uh, Nadia. There and was, then Dominique Merciano. And what year was so she? So she was 1996. Okay. In Atlanta. So that was kind of the, when I first 
started loving gymnastics okay. was the lead up to the 1996 Olympics. Okay. And she was everywhere, Dominique Mocianu. Okay. And under the current code would not have made that team. Quick question. Yeah. Uh, digressing. Mm-hmm. Where are any of these people today? Do we know? Are they teaching? Are they... See. <laughs> are they do, do they own a franchise of Dairy Queens? What? What is it? What are they up to? Are they eating well? Well, I know one... One gymnast from the 2000 mm-hmm. Olympic team. She was in like Cirque du Soleil. Okay. Yeah. So well, that's. I mean, yeah, I think those fancy ice skaters from the Olympics end up in the in everything on ice. Yes. Ex- uh, oh, yeah. That's a big part of it too. After the Olympics, you tour with the. I th- I did see the 1996 tour. Oh, did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. But mm, oh, there was some a little bit of drama there because <laughs> there were t- there were competing tours. Oh. Yeah, because in 1996, so Carrie Strug, do you yeah. know that vault? I know that name. Okay. Okay. So in 1996, there she did the vault that like secured the gold medal for the team and like essentially like broke her ankle doing it. Ooh. Yeah. And then, yeah, so she like, but I think. I think she broke her ankle on the first vault and was like, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. And then like what? went on a second vault, landed it. Oh my God. And then like, cl- like fell. Right. Yeah. So stuck she, the landing. she stuck the landing and then fell. Right. And so this was like this big iconic moment mm-hmm. in Olympic history. Carrie Strug. Carrie Strug. And the thing is, she had always been in the shadows of like the other gymnasts. And then she like, Shannon Miller and Dominique Dawes were like the big names. Okay. Yeah. And she'd always kind of been in their shadows. And then all of a sudden, has and yet, a huge she's moment. the only name that I recall. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I so know. She's a big name. So she got hers. Exactly. She, yeah, she got her moment. She got her moment. And so after the Olympics, everyone was just, you know, that was such a big moment of the games, maybe the moment of the right. 96 games. She gets offered a million dollars to do her own tour. Oh, God. And the other six team members went and did their the separate tour. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't know if there was bad blood. I don't know. I don't want to like sure get on here and like start like stirring anything. <laughs> I'm sure there was some grumpiness. Um, that's weird. Was it like Coke Zero saying, "Come on"? And I wonder who who created this discord for no other reason but. Uh, and I mean, if you could have just if you're in Carrie Strug's situation i think you kind of take the million dollars you gotta take the million dollars when it is offered i think you take it it's not it's not the worst thing that you've ever done in your life so it's i mean you can just do that that's okay so which tour did i go to i went to carrie strugs oh you went to carrie strugs tour yeah and nadia was on that tour oh Mm -hmm. wow so i saw nadia and she married uh and nadia was from 76 she was 14 right so she's 34 she's 34 during this tour yeah and still bendy still able to do yeah jumping around very bendy (laughs) her she married an american gold medalist bart connor oh he was on the tour yeah. Was he a, a, a gymnast as well? Yeah, yeah. He won two gold medals at the 1984 Olympics. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which there's there's an asterisk there as well. Yeah, that is weird. Because feels... the Russians didn't compete in the 1984 Olympics. Yeah. Ah, there yeah. you go. Oh, nice. Yeah. I remember that. Yes. I re- yes. I was alive. I was alive for all of this. And uh, and yet, paying attention? Nope. <laughs> but now I can go back it was in time. Like in the ba- it was like it happening in the background. Very much yeah, so. Yeah, I know. And, yeah. and in 84, I had just started doing stand-up comedy and literally oh. uh, was so excited about stand-up comedy. Cared about nothing. So uh, the I do remember people getting into it though in the dorms uh, i wow. lived in a in a women's co-op which was like a dorm okay in, at the university of wisconsin and there was one tv and uh because it was 1984 and it had cable and wow. boy did we watch it and it was on <laughs> all the time but that's what, like so so much like part of the olympics but were, were you guys watching the olympics on mm-hmm. there or okay because that's what i love so much about the olympics is kind of like bringing everybody together in this yeah. moment you know that's what's so special it's a, about it it's a party thing it's yeah ca- it's like you should watch them as a group like yes like whenever the x games are on and i'm watching them by myself i'm always like who's there with like four other people here just to like, make comments about that kid's haircut i just need um, right yeah the commentary exactly it's, it's much i'm like, there for the commentary yes you really are yeah yeah 
Maybe that, that's it. You're like, oh, we're all watching this together. Me and these YouTube people. <laughs> that's kind of awesome. Uh, by the way, I yeah. am uh, uh, talking with uh, Lindsay Gazzardo. Mm-hmm. And just so, you know, and you just got to find her on LinkedIn. You got to find her. Just, <laughs> just let it go. Don't worry about it. Got to get my LinkedIn and, number. Though. Exactly. She's got <laughs> kids to raise and things to edit. And uh, she's got a life to lead. So um, what are, so are there, what's, what's it looking like upcoming? So going into next year, they're switching it up again. Are they? Yeah, because, and I don't know why. I think this is like the root of my anger. Like, why (laughs) are you switching it up into something unrecognizable? Like, this is the time when people pay. Maybe they'll fix it. The most, well, will they? They keep (laughs) making it worse. So it's like the big draw during the Summer Olympics why are you making it so that there's less and less of it? And by that, I mean, yeah, they used to have seven people would make up a, a team. Okay. Next. And then it, for a couple Olympic Olympics, there were six people okay. made up a team. This last Olympics in 2016, there were five. Okay. Four next year. Oh, why? Wow. Why? Why? It's very confusing to me because you look at the soccer teams and you look at, you look at the the big like the basketball team, and they'll have like a gigantic podium. Right, everybody's up there, like We're twenty, 20 plus people. people. Yeah, and like, why can you only muster four people on a team for the Olympics' most popular sport? I don't understand. That is weird. I wonder if they're trying to create famous people. Yeah, like if there's just four people, you'll remember their names more. Maybe. Well, and then it gets even like more confusing because it used to be okay so here's our team that we're sending to the olympics right and of this team they're going to be competing for the medals in the in the individual disciplines okay because you can there's a there's six total medals that you can win in gymnastics the four the four disciplines yep the all around okay and the team event Oh, okay. Yeah. What is the team event? So that's where, and that switches every time. I'm not sure what it's going to be going into next year, but. Oh, do they switch it every time? Yeah. And it's like, so. is Sometimes it's really fun and sometimes it's really well, weird. Well, to me, it's getting just more and more weird. Like, I don't even think it's fun anymore. Like, it, like in the 90s and 96 team, yeah. they were, there were seven girls on the team. Uh, I I believe all of them would compete in each discipline. You would drop the lowest score and then combine everything. So it really is like a team effort. Oh, okay. So, but then I think in this last Olympics, it was only three competed on each event and all the, all the scores counted. So you could conceivably send somebody. Wait, so they're not doing something as a, as a team. No. I want them to do synchronized swimming. Uh, Oh yeah. They don't do that. You know, they like used, as a team. They oh yeah no they used to do stuff like that. <laughs> I want to see a chorus. Oh line that doesn't of happen. gymnastics. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want to see a chorus line of, of awesome gymnastics? So that actually is something they used to do. They used to really? kind of like like prance next to like the judges <laughs> in a line. But they don't do. You're right. They do not do that anymore. Like as a synchronized thing. No. I'm not saying it wouldn't have looked a little pandering. <laughs> but are now are the judges men or women? Or are they both? Uh, I think they're both. Yeah. And, the, you know, there's been a lot of scoring controversies throughout the years, which I, fi- I find kind of fun. What like, are they? Well, so... Um, examples, please. Examples would be a really good one. Yeah. Would be the 1989, uh, 1988 mm-hmm. Olympics in Seoul. Yeah. Um, so the U.S. women w- should have won the bronze medal. Okay. Uh, in the team event. But Nellie Kim, who was uh, one of the judges in this in in these Olympics, she was a former Soviet gymnast. She had okay. competed in the Olympics before. She penalized the U.S. for this like completely arbitrary rule that everybody broke all the time. Like it just didn't even matter. Right. It was while somebody was competing on the bars, an athlete yeah. was was competing on the bars. The girl who was supposed to pull the springboard away, yeah. stayed next to the equipment while the girl performed, which was something that everybody would do. Yeah. Well, you're but you're to? not supposed to do that. You're so supposed to go sit down or you're something? You're supposed to like leave okay. while she's competing. 
Weird. So yeah, it's like it's such a like a just a arbit- like, like a small rule, and then like and I wonder what the rule is for. Is so that if she falls off, she doesn't squish you. What I mean, what is I the rule? I guess for? safety, or maybe yeah, like yeah. to not get in the possible way of like the judges seeing something i don't know okay um but, but she, she invoked it. this rule right and cost the americans half a point <laughs> which was the difference between the between bronze. bronze and fourth so the u.s got fourth at that olympics and i believe who was it east germany got right. the bronze mm-hmm. and um all because of her shenanigans right yeah that is a great. Are there more of those stories? You a got lot another of one. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Thank you. 1980 Olympics. So, uh, which the U.S. boycotted those Olympics. Okay. Uh, but it didn't really matter for the U.S. in terms of gymnastics because they hadn't really been a, a factor. Uh. Which there were shenanigans there too. Like later, it came out that there were a lot of like behind the scenes, like you know predetermined we'll give you this score if you give us this score oh yeah oh. there's like lots of shenanigans wow. going on behind the scenes which is why deal the, making lots of deal making which is why the eastern Bloc just dominated in gymnastics oh because they were all related to each other yes <laughs> and they're just like well i'll give romania something if you give east germany something. that's what it was what yeah so the americans could like never get in like a yeah could never get in and uh so in 1980 so Nadia won five medals in 1976. Right. She's now 18 years old in 1980. Wow. And she's looking. I know. (laughs) Like she's over the hill. And she's looking to defend her all around title Mm -hmm. going into 1980. And um, she competes. And they took 28 minutes to determine her score. So you know that there's like, when she finished her like final event. Right. It, exactly. They took 28 minutes. So you know there's shenanigans going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Because who ended up winning? It's in Moscow. Uh, a Russian girl won. Yeah. Nadia did not win. She won silver. She won in, silver. In the all around. Yeah. And did you see both of those performances? Did you? Like uh, on YouTube? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And would, should Nadia have won? See, there's a lot of, I, it's tough. It really is a close call. I do think it's a close call. Okay. Um, But it's tough because Nadia fell on her compulsory bar routine. And so. Okay. And that, all that whole score is combined. So she's going in with a fall in her score. It is a close call, okay. but nobody should take 28 minutes. You know right. that behind the scenes. Right. Everybody's just going, just give it to her. Just give it exactly. to her. Just give it to her. And everybody else is like, mm, we don't want to. Right. And, exactly. Uh, uh, and she fell. And she so. fell. So it's. Right. Yeah. And then in 1984, so mm-hmm. now retaliation. She's 22. Well, she didn't compete. Okay. She's done. <laughs> Nadia's done. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> Nadia's done. <laughs> She's a spinster. <laughs> so now it's 1984, and now the Russians aren't at the Olympics, okay. which were held here in Los Angeles, right, in 1984, and um, and they were handing out tens left and right. They were handing out ten, like it was just like tens were just like nothing R- at the 1984 been, games, yeah, which is fun, but it's also like okay, like she which didn't is one e- of the reasons why they took it away, which I is bet. why they probably took it away because it's like she didn't even stick that landing, right? Like she took a big <laughs> hop back, right? You just gave her a ten, yeah, you, yeah, that was not a ten. <laughs> that's we've seen ten, yeah, that's not a ten, yeah, that is not a ten. Yeah. <laughs> you are no Jack Kennedy, <laughs> yeah. and uh, that is amazing. So, is there I remember the the one time I watched, I think, all of it. It was a Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I believe I was just about to say it was very snowy. That <laughs> it should be. Mm. Should be. Mm. I think I know the one you're and, talking about, uh, yes. I, th- I think it was in Europe, though. I think it was like... Was it Lillehammer? Uh, maybe. 94? Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding. No. Okay. No, that was an amazing. Oh, that was an amazing one. I couldn't. uh, Yeah, I'm talking. This had to be 70s or 80s. Oh, 70s. Okay. So it would have been either 76 or 80. Okay. And where was 1980? 80 was Lake Placid. That's exactly where it was. Okay. Okay. So, uh, but they... Uh, I remember in 1980 there being some some article not articles they were um, 
stories on TV at this point. Yeah. And it was all about how they were giving out uh, condoms because all of the athletes oh. would have sex with each other. Oh, yeah. I've heard and, that. Um, and I was wondering, so is there, are there, are there sex scandals in the gymnastic world? Oh, well, I mean, they just had that big scandal. No. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no. Like, a, uh, I guess he was a doctor in Michigan, I think. Oh, the creepy. That creepy the guy. The creepy doctor. The creepy doctor guy. Oh, Larry, Larry Nasser. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's attacking. I was hoping there was a consensual oh. sex scandal. <laughs> I thought it was something less horrible. Oh, oh, like a good sex scandal. <laughs> oh, oh, hmm. Yeah, I don't need to hear about some monster. Oh, that guy's, that guy's the worst. And then, like, the cover-up, and it's just, like, devastating. And then yeah. you hear these things, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's just, can't just... Can't we have anything can't nice? Can't we have anything nice? <laughs> I know, I know. Gymnastics? You gymnastics? gymnastics? Right, really? right. You're just supposed to... You're just teaching kids how to tumble. That's it. You don't have to be creeps. You don't have to like. And don't. then like, and then the and then the the leadership covered for this guy. It's just the right. worst. It's yeah, absolutely yeah. the worst. But so that's not fun, right? Uh, I don't know if there's a fun one. No, not that I is there like immediately coming to mind. Right. So Nadia, but Nadia, uh, there, there was love. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it's more of like a cute, like a meet cute. Yeah. Is that. She met Bart Connor for the first time when she was 14, and he was – they both won the American Cup that year. Okay. He won the men's American Cup. She won the women's American Cup at Madison Square Garden, and there's, like, all these cute pictures. And is that the name of one of the sort of the um, lead-ups to the Olympics? Yes, like okay. one of the premier competitions. Yeah. And uh, it was the first American Cup ever. Oh wow! Yeah, and they and they won, and um, and then they got married in 1996. So that's 20 years later. But yeah. they had like met in eighty in, in 76. They yeah. met in 76. They met they in 76. Got, and when did they get married? In 1996. In 96. Because she had to go back to Romania, and there was like this whole thing in 1989, like right before the the, the revolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. Uh, well, this was in Romania. So all of the like communist countries in the Eastern Bloc. Yeah. yeah. It was like all happening all at once. And um, she defected like a month before, I think. Oh, wow. From Romania. And she has like crazy stories of like running through the night. Like you're running through the night for your life. Yeah. And um, and it was a huge deal when she made it to America. And that was always so embarrassing for those communist countries that they couldn't keep their big right. superstars. Their superstars. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So she was in Romania until 1989. Okay, I'm not sure at what point they like. They might have run into each other at like other World Cups or other competitions. Those the from the communist countries were they could not communicate with anybody like outside of right their own team. Right. So in '89 she came to the United States. Mm -hmm. Yes, and then uh, in '96. So seven years later. Oh, that's kind of a nice story. Isn't that cute? She's age appropriate. Everyone's grown up. It's so cute. And they have a son and they run a gymnastics. Oh, that's adorable. In, I believe, Texas. Yeah, her and Bart Connor. Yeah. Very sweet. That is. But not like a, like a, ooh, tell me more about that. There's like no. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's like Um, a meet cute. Right. Which is good. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. And romance, you know, talking about romance. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. That was uh, a good one. Yeah. Because, well, that was the, um, okay. So wait. Yeah. Where am I? It's okay. So I'm just going to write something. I don't know why I'm, I've, I've decided to stop the momentum entirely. Um, oh, well, it actually does run into implausible premises. Because <laughs> I think I was looking for an implausible premise. And you edit different novels yes. for the most part. And many of them are romance novels yes. or were romance novels? Primarily romance novels and like women's fiction. Okay. Mm-hmm. So romance novels are chock full oh. of an implausible premise. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of silliness. Yeah. There's right. Yeah. And you're just like, well, I just gotta get there. Right. right? It's a, it's sort of like alcoholism. I'm just trying to drink. Yeah, right. You just and, like you go in just like accepting that it's going to be silly. It's yeah. going to be silly. There's I don't know if you ever saw Kate yeah. and Leopold, but it is not plausible. Kate and Leopold is actually like there's a lot of time travel romance. Yep. And I wanna like speak up for the romance no- novelists sure. because they are incredibly gifted craft. Like they know the craft so well and can write just like the most nuanced, like beautiful romances. 
with a silly premise. Like, there's a lot of silliness, right. but they're really good writers. And I think that that surprises people who maybe think uh, you it's know, all silliness. And, it, and I, that's I not feel true. bad because I have two bits about reading romance mm-hmm. novels that yeah. I've done over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And in both cases, I belittled the the prose mm-hmm. because that has been the go-to mm-hmm. for a thousand generations right. uh first of all they're written by women mm-hmm. bitches man they can't write <laughs> and then second of all they're about romance and they aren't right. about and to some extent people are like well they're not about anything else and you're like uh i i beg to differ beg, definitely uh, beg to differ right yeah. because because if you have ever read a jack reacher novel uh, know in your heart that he gets laid on page 446 every time. Every time. Uh, almost every time. And though I did check the new one, I was like, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> switching it up a little switching bit. Switching it up, getting laid earlier. Oh, wow. Saying no. What's happening, Jack? Um, so, but, but so they can be action and adventure, and they can mm-hmm. be paranormal, yes. and they can be yes. werewolves. Mm-hmm. They can be whatever they you yes. want them to be. And so... Are you mostly editing, are you editing across the board of all the genres of romance? Yeah, yeah. So what actually defines a romance novel is the happily ever after. Okay. And that confuses people, I think, in that, like, why would you want to read a book that you know the ending? And they've actually done research. Mm-hmm. I think it was, it came, this came out of Harlequin, this report, but that there's an addictive nature in terms of like the happily ever after, like we'll give you a high. Yeah. Yeah. And so readers are chasing that high. Right. So it's all about what they overcome to be together. Right. Um, and sorry, what was the original? So, so oh, the spectrum, right? Yes. The genres, yes. And I have <laughs> the way I explain it is I have edited the filthiest erotica. Uh, and then the the spectrum to Amish romance. Oh, like I have like covered it all. Uh, yeah, I remember the first romance novels I read were terrible. Yeah, and they were Barbara Cartland. Uh, okay. romance novels mm-hmm. and what would happen at the end of a Barbara Cartland romance after a lot of misunderstandings yeah oh. uh, they would get married and then they would kiss and then you're like Damn and then the book, at, the book would end where is the next I would like where's the least, next chapter yeah anything yeah and uh, so um, yeah so it, they can be enormously chaste uh, so very <laughs> very very chaste like yeah. Amish romance and I've again speaking to like the the talent of these writers like i've read just like incredibly good amish romance really just really really good and just like heart-rending super powerful powerful and like you're rooting for them and just like feeling the emotions on every page and here's how good and i'll just i'll plug her she was so good her name is jennifer beckstrand um how do you spell beckstrand b-e-c-k-s-t-r-a-n-d okay yeah beckstrand she wrote a book, mm-hmm. an Amish romance, about uh, it's called Miriam's Quilt, and I and it's I edited awesome. and I edited this book. Okay, there was a scene at the end where mm-hmm. a quilt is sold, and it was like reading a thriller. Like I could not like turn the pages, or I guess I was on my computer, right. like scroll fast fast enough to when f- this quilt was sold. I was like. How did she do that? Just like yeah. the craft it takes to like make that such a meaningful, powerful compelling. moment. Yeah. So compelling. I was like, oh my gosh, the quilt is sold. Like it was like. <laughs> <laughs> right. But if you were to say it out loud, as you just did, everyone would be like, what the hell just what happened? What are you talking about? A right. quilt is sold. Like that's how good her Amish romance is. Yeah. And, and that's the interesting thing is because, you know, when you look at like the Oprah book club books. Yeah. Um, those books are usually sad sack books. Yeah. They, uh, they're slice of life, yeah. often implausible yeah, as yeah, well, yeah. but usually a sad ending, usually some tragic, mm-hmm. and then they kept going. Right. What? what just happened? My mom would call that like a European ending. Oh. Like they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they love wow. those endings in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and if you look at like the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series, where you're like, crying out loud, I would not have read this series. Right. But then you read all of them in one night, because you're like, she better live. Right. And, right. Um, so, but the, the, the craftsmanship that goes into some of the romance novels, yes. like the ones that I keep. Right. I'll do a keeper reread. Shelf. Keeper shelf. That's oh, that, like a whole thing in romance. That's going on my keeper shelf. Yes. Oh, there you go. A lot of them say that. Yeah. And uh, so... 
I have a thing that they say. Yes. A keeper shelf. A keeper well, You have a thing that they say? I yeah. collect a thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't collect a lot of things. Andy does most of the collecting. Yeah. So, all right. And uh, But some of them are like the the literally it's it's that it's this theory that i have about sort of um when when there is that endorphin kind mm-hmm. of situation like a a movie that is considered terrible yeah will usually have a b plot or a b message mm-hmm. that will invigorate you and will make you happy in some ways yeah and it could be a right-wing message or a left-wing message mm-hmm. or just a message of of hope and happiness yes. right and a lot of romance novels have that yes and my my examples on um on movies are of course uh footloose mm-hmm. uh censorship is bad uh gotcha uh, yeah right uh, dirty dancing keep abortion legal mm-hmm. blue crush weirdly enough uh True happiness is found through corporate sponsorship. And uh, weird. Very weird. Yes. And, uh, I don't know that I caught that the first time. But, yeah, 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 it turns out. Yeah. And uh, and then I was just walk, uh, thinking about Flashdance and the B-plot on Flashdance. Yeah. You know, she's a welder. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's yeah. equal pay. Uh, right. Because she is a welder who cannot afford, uh, so she strips on the side. Right, just very far and you're ahead like, of its time. Welding right? should, should pay enough to live. You shouldn't have to strip for money uh because that you're a welder be the job that's yeah, the job that's you're a welder job. yeah weird anyway so <laughs> um but with yeah but with 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 romance so what are the the most implausible premises oh well t- right now and i've actually been my mom reads romance novels okay and uh so i'll send her ones that i think are just like i just can't even handle the premise so right now billionaires are huge like my mom is like oh millionaires don't even cut it anymore like they have to be billionaires that's what i'm thinking about doing yeah with, with the with the galaxy quest romance yes novel. yes 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 billionaires are very hot right now yeah. elon musk i like it yes because mm-hmm. elon musk is such a flawed yep. person mm-hmm. and uh, and a billionaire and a billion yeah and yeah but what would make this hook even greater and kind mm-hmm. of like speak to the market right now is a hidden baby or, hidden or, baby. or like a secret baby. Sure. Like he doesn't know he has a baby. Oh, okay. Like one of those kind of things. <laughs> but what gets crazier, I was like, Oh, secret babies are, are that's a very popular right. romance trope, but you always have to one up it in romance. Just like how millionaires are no longer the right. thing. It's gotta be it's billionaires. Gotta be billionaires. Mm-hmm. So then it was twins. Oh, God. I am not kidding. I have seen the romance novel, The Billionaire's Secret Triplets. It's like, how are triplets even? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Wow. Wow. (laughs) You can't hide those. You can't hide triplets. Do you know how you, you know, it'd be the really hard one is if you, you uh, had two different babies, both of them are the billionaires, but they're not twins at all. Like he didn't notice that he ha- uh, already that, had a child. That he already had a child with yeah. you, and you're like, I, "Oh, I need another one." <laughs> and uh, you go back. I like that twist. <laughs> He's like, "You mean to tell me this kid was mine the whole time? The whole the time? The whole time? I've yeah. been wait. I've been bringing like just ice cream to this kid. And that one's mine." And she's like, "Yeah, and I got another one coming." And uh, so, do they end up getting with the billionaire because they've had his baby? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not like some separate it's a lot of the time in this trope it's they ha- it was like a fling or like a one night stand and then they've lost touch with, with each other somehow uh I, I know how uh i don't know if you've ever had a one night stand but it's almost immediately to the how that that's the how <laughs> that is the how you I'm don't leaving. know each other you don't know each other at all you met for 35 minutes and uh, i gotta go and 30 and, and, now, you have, and now you have triplets right and 11 of those minutes were the actual act anyway so yeah that's hilarious i sent that one to my mom i was like triplets <laughs> triplets no secret triplets no. <laughs> oh my god that's the best there's uh, that and the other one where i was like this isn't even sexy is well shapeshifters are very very popular as well and uh, that you know, sounds some, sexy i'm not gonna yeah, lie there's, yeah exactly you could put that to work <laughs> but like you want like a not like a sexy shapeshifter, like, right? You know, like a jaguar, like you know, like a. Oh, you just can't make yourself look very fit. <laughs> well, the one that we, it's just kind of like, oh, that's it was a, It's called Bear Meets Girl. Oh, and it's he shapeshifts into a bear, and I was like, okay. well, that's just like 
That's just bears having sex like, with a bear. <laughs> right. right. And where that's like, and it, also bears are just like, they kind of like lumber. And like, yeah. they're just like, there's no strength. They're just, they just kind of are blobs. <laughs> they're blobby. Bears are blobby. Uh, I'm giving a bear a 10. I don't know if you know this, because uh, bears can be very graceful. And... <laughs> Uh, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, bestiality uh, is what it turns you know, into in, in the... Kind of quickly kind in of these quickly. stories. I mean, there's that... It's a weird, like... I mean, they're, the, those, the love scenes only happen, when, as far as I know, when they're human. Okay. Yeah. And then he turns into a bear? And then he turns into oh, a bear? And sort of like, like The Hobbit. It's about yeah. that guy who turns into a bear. But... Um, but so so he's a person. Yeah. And and so they fall in love, but he's also a bear. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so that that's sort of um like that sort of sexual furry kind of thing where you're like yeah, I just want to hang out with a bear. People want to swim with dolphins. There's no. things are happening. Yeah, um, yeah people want to pet a manta ray. I was like, how would you feel if a hand came out of the sky to pat you on the head? Leave them alone. Anyway, but it's between them and their god. I don't know. We are over an hour. Okay. I should have started this earlier, but it I thought implausible because <laughs> I wanted there to be a love story of an is there an Olympic love story besides the Nadia Comaneci that that you love? Ooh, or is, is that the one? That oh, I'd have to think on it. Oh, no worries. Okay. Well, we'll let it, save it for later. We'll yeah. save it for later because yeah. mm-hmm. definitely uh this other this other dorkdom, we should do it again. Okay. You are great. Thank Lindsay you. Gazzardo, uh, it has been lovely meeting you, yeah, and uh, we will talk again. Uh, Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance, and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?